So here's our theme verse to, to kick us off today. It's in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. This is the third week of our series, and so we're kind of using this series to build off of. And so it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Um, and I love this about the Bible, is the Bible is not, well, it is a bunch of wisdom, but it's, it's all built around stories of real people that God is using. People that lived real lives and real moments to impact uh, you know, us thousands of years later. And so then this word, therefore, that's, rev- that's referenced in um, 12, it, it talks about chapter 11, all these great people of God, Abraham and Moses and Gideon, who lived these lives. And they're not perfect lives e- either. These are real lives and real people. And so we just have the benefit of looking to them to learn. And so we're building this whole series off of this idea that what if we could pull one at a time these people out of the stands, and not just those in Hebrews 11, but those throughout the Bible. Listen, every person that has gone before us, all these greats, what would they say to us if they got to take a lap with us as we run our race? And I think they would all say different things, but the heart of it all would be this next thing, which is throw off all the sin that everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that's been marked out for us and so everybody in this room listen there is a race that God has called you to run that's what I love about this series is it reminds us that nobody's life is an accident that God has purposes and plans for each of us in our strengths and in our weaknesses all of it He has hope and a future for all of us. And we get to benefit now in in using his word in our life in a a practical way. So the first week, we talked about Moses, that that Moses told us to abandon faith and step out in faith. And then last week, Pastor Jamie did an amazing job about talking about Philip the disciple. I was so impressed. I learned so much from that. And so this week, today, we're going to pull down out of the stands the prophet Elijah. And Elijah is a great one to study because he truly is a giant of the faith. But he struggled because he was a real human. And he struggled, although he was an amazing prophet, he struggled with worry, with anxiety, because of the things that were going on around him. And I think today this is a very, very pertinent message for what's going on around us right now. And so, but the story of Israel is a story about a people that, that we talked about in the first week where God pulled them out of slavery and took them to the promised land and built a nation out of nothing. And so they had served God and worshiped God, but then all of a sudden they began to turn in a different direction. And so by the time we catch up with Elijah, the king of Israel has been, or the whole Israel, the kingdom has been torn into two kingdom. There was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom and then in the northern kingdom god uses elijah and in a very important moment so god is always trying to reach out to his people and so he tried he used elijah to try to bring repentance to the people to bring them back to him and but here's what i think that elijah would say to us if he could take a lap with us and i think it's very important that we grasp this today I think that he would say, listen, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what turn, what 
what turmoil is going around, no matter what you've done to yourself, no matter what's been done to you, no matter the circumstances, that it feels like, it feels like maybe you can't control. Here's what Elijah would say to us. And it's actually in Philippians 4, 6. And so this, it says, do not be anxious about anything. And I'm asking myself, so is that even possible? In a world that we live in, with all that's going on, be anxious for nothing? I mean, we've got schools shutting down, and we've got the governor uh, having us not meet this morning. We can't find hand sanitizer, gloves, I mean, even toilet paper for some unknown reason. I mean, Amazon is, is sold out of stuff. I mean, the world, I mean, what in the world? So the thing is, is that, I mean, even beyond that, we've got mass shootings followed by more mass shootings. Should I go to college? What about student loans? Am I going to get a job good enough to pay off those loans? Uh, What if I get married? If I get married, am I going to marry a psycho? Because there are a lot of psychos out there, you know, and then I don't know about my job and my car's going in the shop. My, My kids are driving me crazy. My parents are getting older and I don't know how to deal with that. And so is it even possible? to be anxious for nothing. Now, Elijah didn't have to deal with all that stuff, but he had his own stuff going on. And I think that you're going to be able to relate with him because he was stressed, worried, and anxious. I mean, he really, really loved God like a lot of us. And even though he had seen uh, the faithfulness and the power and the provision of God, he still struggled massively with anxiety. And if you don't know the context of Elijah, he actually confronted a very evil king named King Ahab. And Elijah called him out on his sin, and he prophesied a drought to the land that would significantly impact King Ahab's kingdom. And so the king came after the prophet Elijah with all the forces of his army saying, we are going to kill you. We're going to destroy you. And for three years, he was on the run, hiding out, and yet God was faithful the whole time. He fed him with bread, and the ravens brought meat for him to eat. I mean, it was crazy. And in fact, there was this one time, it was so cool, that Elijah stood down 850 prophets and other men. I mean, he stood down 850 men. He called fire from heaven. He made them all crispy critters. And then, after all of the power of God, I mean, miracle after miracle after miracle on his behalf, there was one grumpy woman that intimidated him, and he falls completely apart. And if you don't know this story, what happened is Ahab, this king I was talking about, he was a bad guy, but man, he had a wife that made him look like Mother Teresa. I mean, this woman, her name was Jezebel. You've probably heard her name before. And when she got into the picture, she told her husband, look, if you don't get the job done, let the woman take care of it. I am going to kill this prophet. And so he totally, Elijah totally falls apart and he spirals into deep depression and anxiety that maybe some of us can relate to. I'm going to show this story, and when we do look at this story, you're going to notice some mistakes that he made when he had ended up in anxiety. And so you may recognize some of those mistakes, maybe that you could even identify with them. So let's go to 1 Kings chapter 19 and then verse 3. 
It says that Elijah was afraid. He's freaking out. He's experiencing deep and very real anxiety. And so he ran for his life. And when he came to Beersheba in Judah and watched for the mistakes, listen, he leaves his servant there while he himself went on a day's journey into the wilderness. So now he's by himself. He's wandering in the wilderness. And he came to a broom bush and sat down under it and prayed that he might die. Notice how irrational that he is. His biggest fear is that she's going to kill him. And yet now he wants to die. I mean, it, obviously he's struggling. He's ha he has a lot of pain going on. And then he's saying a lot of the same stuff that we say. I've had enough. I cannot take any more. He says, I have had enough. God, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. See, some of you about right now, you may be in that I can't take anymore. Whether the anxiety is from outside with the environment or different things from the outside pressuring you, or it could be from the inside. It could be depression. It could be guilt, worry about things that are going on inside of you. For some of you, it might be in a relationship. I mean, you've been trying and trying and trying and trying, and you're just saying, I give up. I can't take it anymore. Some of you, it's your schedule. You work and you work and you work. Maybe you're a single parent, and you're just working your tail off, and you're like, I cannot take it anymore. It could be something simple. I mean, maybe you've made dinner 9,000 times, and 9,000 times they have not said thank you, but then they walk away. But then on 9,001... I am going to kill you all in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God's going to be pleased because your sin is too much. I cannot take it anymore. The first thing that we tend to do when we have this anxiety is that we run ourselves into the ground. This is what he did. It, the text says that he ran for his life. He ran to Beersheba. And if you don't know the geography of it, he ran about 100 miles. He ran as far as it was humanly possible to run. How do you run? If he had run any more, he would run into the water. He couldn't have ran any more. He ran four marathons. He ran so much that he wore himself out. Some of us, we're running ourselves into the ground. Some of us, some of you are right there right now. I mean, it's just this, this real season of anxiety in your life. And you can recognize that you have been going way too hard for way too long. And so Elijah ran himself into the ground. And then, number two, is he shut people out. See, he left his servant. He, he, he went to his trusted friend and he said, I don't need you anymore. And he went off on his own. How often do we do this? I'm not going to tell anybody. We're just going to push through on our own. See, this is one of the reasons why meetups are so important. I mean, without the body of Christ, we are incomplete. We need people around us. Just in February, we launched meetups. And so you can go ahead and you can get in on a meetup at lwc.org slash meetup meetups and so because the thing is life is better together and we're incomplete without the family of God and we don't want to do what Elijah did when he shut the most trusted people out the third mistake that he made is that we focus on the negative see he focused on the negative he said look I've had enough I'm no better than my fathers I'm no better than my ancestors and this is what we do a lot of times we focus on the negative my life is so hard. I can't get enough done. There's just too much. I can't stand these people. I don't like my job. I don't like where I'm going. I'm always, is it, am I always going to suffer? Am I always going to struggle? Am I always going to be broke? That we're, that we're, you know, we think we're never going to be happy. We're always going to be hurting. We focus on the negative. And then number four, perhaps the biggest mistake is that we forget 
God. We forget God, which is absolutely crazy because every step of the way through Elijah's life, every moment of time, God was present. God was faithful. God's power was visible. God's provision was right there and it was real. And even though God had been faithful, Elijah did what so many of us do. He was facing his problems while forgetting his God. And the crazy thing is that Elijah's name alone should have been enough to comfort him in the middle of his anxiety. See, his name alone is Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H. E-L stands for Elohim or God. And then I being, or that, that means myself or I. And then Jah is short for Yahweh, which to a devout Jew, they would not even put the vowels in the word Yahweh. Because that would be disrespectful. Because like, who are we to, to even say his name? Because it was so holy. And they would say it this way without the vowels. They, it would say, shah, shah. And essentially what he's saying is this. My God is my shah. My God is my breath. The wind in my sails. My God is my breath. How many of you that brings comfort? My God is my source. He's my power. He is my sustainer. My God is my strength. See, this is what his name meant. And yet, even knowing that his God was near, he still falls apart. And so what did God do when he did that? No, he didn't condemn him. He didn't condemn him. He met him in his need. And I want to show you how he revealed himself to him. Here's what the scripture says. In verse 11, it says that the Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And then after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then verse 12, and so after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire came, listen to this, a gentle whisper, a gentle breath. See, the Lord is my breath. It was Elijah's name. The earth shook and God wasn't in that. The wind howled and God wasn't in the wind. The fire raged and God was not in the fire. The earth, wind, and fire. There's a little shout out to my older buddies that are out there. But the Lord was in the whisper. The Lord was in the breath. He was there with him. See, God wasn't in the remarkable. God was in the ordinary. See, he wasn't in the loud. He was in the quiet. See, when we're afraid and overwhelmed, why doesn't God sometimes speak in a loud voice? Why does he whisper? See, he whispers because he's close. He whispers to draw us close. 
Now the devil, on the other hand, he shouts and he screams and his voice, just these voices of condemnation and accusation, you'll never be enough. You'll never make it through. You'll always be not enough. But God whispers, the Lord is near. I will will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He whispers to you. I'm always with you, even until the end of the age. I'm always good. And there's nothing that can separate you from my love. There's no depth. There's no darkness. Nothing can separate you from me. You see, this is what God whispers to us in the middle of anxiety. In the middle of all this craziness that's going on in our nation and our world right now. God whispers to us, I am enough and I love you. Be anxious for nothing. And here's what's funny about Elijah. Now, if you don't know the end of this story, it's pretty funny. Listen, what was his greatest fear? It was that he was going to die, right? That Jezebel was going to kill him. But if you skip to the end of the story, he's walking along with his protege, Elisha, and God sends a chariot from heaven that sweeps Elijah off the face of the earth. And he never tasted physical death like we will. He never died. The very thing that he feared the most actually never happened. So we could say, now get ready for this, he was anxious for nothing. And I want to tell some of you out there that the vast majority of what you worry about is not going to happen. Most of it never ever does. The vast majority never happens and therefore we are anxious for nothing. The vast majority doesn't happen, but and sometimes it does happen, and it's not as bad as we thought, and we were anxious for nothing. And sometimes it does happen, and it is bad, and maybe it's worse than we've ever, we ever thought it could be. But the goodness of God always carries us through, and he turns around evil for good for those who love him. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us because he is our breath. He is our strength. He is our source, and that is why. The Apostle Paul, chained up to a Roman guard, not knowing his future, could say, do not be anxious about anything. In Philippians 4, 4, he said this. He said, we can rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, let me say it again. Go back to that scripture before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're missing it. But he says, rejoice. Why? Because he is near. Why does he whisper to us? Because he's close. So going back to Philippians 4, 6, it says this. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, make your requests be known to God. And then it says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds and your souls. All everything in Christ Jesus. See, he whispers because he's close. God is near to you right there where you're sitting, right where you're at, in in your pajamas, watching this. He's with you. He's near. He's close. Let's pray. Father, I just ask by the power of the name of Jesus that even in the midst of severe trials and significant anxiety and worry and fear within our community and within our world right now, God, I pray that we could experience a peace from heaven in Jesus' name. So for all of you watching today, 
You know, there's some of you that maybe feel burdened or overwhelmed or anxious or worried because of whatever it is. I want to encourage you, take it to God today. Would you just take your hands right where you're at and just open them up toward heaven? Father, I thank you for your presence in every home right now, everyone watching this. I thank you that you know the need of every single person with their hands turned toward you. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are actively engaged and involved. And more than anything else, I pray that we would sense your presence right now where we are. Emmanuel, God with us. Even in your own way, God, would you just whisper in our ears that we know that you know what we're going through, that you care, that you're involved, and you're working in our lives even when we don't sense it, and you're active even when we don't know it. God, I thank you for your presence. And as we cast our cares on you because you care for us, may your peace from heaven guard our hearts and our minds and our souls in Christ Jesus. And so as you guys keep praying today, even at home, and there's some of you that are at a really low point right now and you recognize, listen, if I was, if I was to ask you, hey, where's God, God involved in all of your anxiety? You might say, well, I don't know him. You may come to realize that you don't know him personally. You may believe in him, kind of, sort of, or you might even be a church person, but you're not walking with him. I want to, I want to encourage you to walk with him. I want to tell you about who he sent to show us his goodness and his love. It was his only son, Jesus. See, he hung out with those that religion rejected, with those that were messed up and dysfunctional, and those who were grossly sinning, and he loved them exactly where they were. And when Jesus went to the cross, he went to become sin for us. He shed his innocent blood in the place of ours, dying in our place. But God raised him from the dead. And it doesn't matter who you are, how dark your life is, what you've done, anybody that calls on the name of Jesus will be saved and forgiven. And I'm convinced that there's some of you that are about to experience the goodness, experience the goodness of God. He is with you. He's watching you. He's listening to you. He's present in the room with you on the other side of this screen. He's showing you his love and he's drawing you close. You're not watching this morning by accident. When you call on his name, he forgives every sin. He makes you brand new. He takes up residence in your life. He lives big on the inside of you. You'll never be alone. He'll always be near. And so if you would say, yes, I need his love. I want to turn from my sin. I give my life to Jesus. If that's your prayer, I want to pray with you, helping you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And listen, even online, nobody prays alone. Everybody listening, everybody watching, pray with me. Join your voices and your faith together with me and pray this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Jesus, I thank you that you paid the price for my sin with your death on the cross so that I could be free to serve you, free to spend eternity with you, and free to fulfill my destiny in you. I repent for my sins. 
And I say that starting today, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. My life will never be the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, we are so excited about your new relationship with God. Welcome to the family. If you prayed that prayer with me, there is one more thing that I would like to ask you to do. It's really important that you do this because we are going to do everything that you would allow us to do as a church to see that you become everything that God created you to be. And so what I'd like for you to do is I would like for you to send us an email to livingword at lwfc.org. And if you would, just as a personal favor to me, it would mean the world to me if you would just send us an email. Let us know that you made a decision to follow Christ. And then also, I really, really want to be able to pray for you. So if you have any prayer request at all, just write that in that email as well. And I want to pray for you. The staff wants to pray for you. And when you do that, I am also going to send you a packet in the mail. So send us your address as well. And, and listen, the step that you have taken today to commit your life to Jesus or to recommit is very important. But these next steps are, are very, very important as well. And so what we want to do is we want to send you those next steps along with a Bible and some audio devotions that we have done just to help get you started with your in your relationship with Jesus. And so I just want to say again, congratulations one. One more time. So, so very proud of you. And so at this point in the service, we, um, we, this is the conclusion of our service. And I want to thank you for coming and joining us online. We have, um, we're, we're not sure what we're going to be doing next week, but I want to tell you just to stay tuned. Stay tuned to our social media. And also, if you send an email address to that, if you're not on our email newsletter, if you send an email address to that email address, LWFC uh, or livingword at lwfc.org, we will put you on our email uh, mailing address or mailing list and then we can send you updates as to what's going to be going on with our services in the future thank you so much for being here we love you and i hope you have a great sunday god bless